morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope you're with me. And uh, I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in, in your world. Today is the 13th day of January. Um, we're already two weeks into the new year. Uh, the second week, actually, and end of the second week. End of the second work week. Going into the second weekend of the um, first month of the year so yeah here we are we're pretty good here yeah like i said yesterday the haze has gone this morning so you know lagos weather can be a bit funny sometimes um yeah but it's still sort of like moderate sort of weather anyways and it's early morning here we are so yesterday we talked about um many things actually even though we talked about well, i think yesterday was when we talked about going into the um, about discipling all nations. No, no, no. Yesterday was when we talked about um, if anything causes you to sin, cut it out of your life. And that was a long recording because I was reflecting from something that happened the day before and it was so fresh in my mind and I literally just had a vent. But it was a very um, therapeutic recording for me because it made me talk about something that I really needed to talk about and I think God really needed to teach me and i'm seeing from the downloads that i'm getting on that episode that it seems to be resonating with a number of um, listeners as well so I'll, if you're if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that um the last episode before this one which is cut it off please have a look at it because we talk about a lot of things about how sometimes you may have to take dra- drastic decisions led by the holy spirit um to remove certain negative influences from your life things that will stop you that want to you know steal the power and the presence of god from your life or you know want to disrupt your faith introduce fear and all that so that was yesterday still reflecting in that mood um i think the day before that we then talked about discipling all nations where we talked about the great commission and we looked at matthew 28 and by the way everything that i share here is what god is trying to teach me so it's not like i am talking about stuff that i already know we're learning together it's that's why it's called musings with jesus it's literally a bible reflection time and sometimes sometimes it's just about christ sometimes it's just about christianity sometimes it's just about my practice of the faith what i've experienced and a lot of times it's just about faith it's about life and it's about love it's all of those three things it's at um, any given point in time either or, or all of those three things that's really what this podcast is all about so welcome if this is your first time of dropping in so um we read i think two episodes ago um the book of matthew the last chapter chapter 28 the last verses verse 18 to 20 where jesus was literally these were his last words before he ascended to heaven and he said all power is given to me in heaven and on earth he now says go and make disciples of all nations these were his last words and you know that whatever last words people say is the most important is what they want to leave with you even when you are making a speech you know like or you're making a presentation you your closing statements you always put your most important statements at the closing what you want people to live with what if you if, if there's anything you want them to do after your i mean based on what they have heard that is when you put it at the closing even if you may have said it in the opening even if you said it in the middle you had better put it at the closing otherwise you know it's probably not going to get done so you leave the most important in fact the 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 actionable statements the statements that require actions what you put at the end these are the last verses of the gospel of the book of 
Matthew and it's the same in all the Gospels Jesus left with a commission he didn't just say oh I'm going back have fun well till we meet again no he was like yes I am going to return but while I'm away this is what you're going to do go make disciples of all nations baptize them in the name of the Father Son and of the Holy Spirit teach them to obey everything I've commanded you and he says surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age now we talked a lot about the discipline the teaching and the preaching and all of that two episodes ago so that's not really what i want to reflect about on right now although it's still going to show up it's still going to be part of it anyways because and i think this is something that will always be important for me generally you know i was just thinking even before i started recording this i have struggled with this whole disciple on nations how do i preach jesus you know and all that for so many years and i kept praying that god because i knew that this is something that god really wants people to do and when i look at how the disciples live their lives if they were as lukewarm as a lot of us were or if evangelism and soul winning or you know discipling nations was something that they did on a special program once a month or once a year or three times a quarter or something Will, I mean, will the Bible, will we be where we are today, where the Bible is the most translated book on the planet and the most read book on the planet? We won't be here. We will not be here. Like I was saying, sorry, there was a bit of an interruption there. Um, so if they were as lackadaisical the apostles as the way we are today, we, you know, the Bible wouldn't have gone as far as it has gone, and we wouldn't be where we are. So for me, anyways, um, I I think that everything that one does, we have to keep thinking about how can we represent God a whole lot more. But I, I I'm beginning to find out that. It's not something that you should make yourself do. You either have the passion or you don't have it. And I think that passion probably starts with a yearning, with prayer, and then God begins to lead you and show you how to do it. At least I think, well, I mean, if I use my experience, that's how the Lord did it for me. And I think the Lord will not, he won't force you to do something that you are not able to, but he will make a way in your own world and in your own space. I think what has happened is, the church hasn't been very good local churches i think as a whole we haven't been very good in helping people to learn know how to seek god for god to lead them and show them how to play their own part in fulfilling this matthew 28 18 to 20 this um, great commission thing because i mean god has to really lead and show you but you know and and you have to have the desire and the passion to be there so i think god is a god that works from inside out so he works with us inside talks to us and then he shows us what we need to do and i think that's how it has worked out for me for me myself i think this podcast for me has been a great opportunity for me to really be able to contribute to that in a meaningful way and i've longed for this all my life really Sometimes there were times I used to write tracts. There were times I used to preach in buses many years ago when I was much younger, um, you know, in Nigeria. And, but, you know, as you grow older, you realize that that is not really even... We were doing it because that was what seemed to be the only way to evangelize. But you now realize that you don't have to be intrusive because you want to um, you want to talk about Jesus. You have to respect people's privacy and people's space. But if there is space and opportunity and time to preach the gospel or to talk about who Jesus is and what he's done in your life and carry his testimony around with you. Why not? I think 
those other subtle moments like the same way when you lose weight or you you bought this skincare treatment and it worked really well and you go around telling everyone oh man you need to try this this really works well or this gym is wonderful they have a wonderful program or have you watched this movie i think that's exactly how we should be talking about jesus you know we should really be talking about oh my goodness i read i was feeling so sad today and i read psalm 23 and it made such a big impact impact in my life you know if we find it so easy to testify about the people who have blessed us the nice things the wonderful videos that we've watched i think that's the same way we should talk about jesus it shouldn't have to be something that is so I don't know something that is scheduled but it's just a part of our lives but i know that as christians we tend to self-censor ourselves a lot i know that i do that a lot to where you think of who the person you're talking to i hope they're going to take this but then you know you don't hold back when it comes to other things when it talks talking about this wonderful restaurant that i went to or this you know marvelous thing that i saw on social media you know but then when it comes to jesus all of a sudden you then become like you know uh, does this person need this message I, I think we just need to get over that but it's only god that will help us we're all i mean i'm certainly work in progress in that regard and i think it's it's far more impactful when people see the power of god in your life and they they want to understand where it comes from and you make it very clear to them that it comes from god and and jesus and your relationship with him i i this is something that i really want to understand a lot myself how do we as christians really reflect and practice our faith in this modern context of of the world and as i i'm going to i believe that that will be part of my journey in 2023 and as i learn it i will share it as well on this podcast but i know that for anyone that has the desire as you ask the lord he will show he will reveal it to you as well i mean that's just the way he works so in verse 20 he says i am with you always to the very end of the age now I reflected a lot on the whole disciple of the nation, but now I'm now reflecting more on that concept of to the very end of the age. Jesus makes it very clear. In fact, in the book of Matthew, I did a Google search of everywhere where the word the end came up. It came up a lot in Matthew. Jesus talked a lot about the end. In fact, in all the Gospels, really, he talked about the end, the end, the end of this age. And the end of this age will come with his, will be ushered in by his return. Now, in those early days when Christianity, the whole Pentecostal, born-again movement, revival started in my home country, Nigeria, we, all of us Christians, were avidly waiting for the return of the Lord. And what that made us, it, it gave us a sense of urgency about knowing God, about serving Him, about doing the things that were pleasing in His sight. We lived on earth as though literally we were expecting jesus to come the day or the next although i feel that in some places it got a little bit extreme because anytime there was any sort of like oh maybe bad thunderstorm people would be like oh is jesus coming now i understand that you no know, i mean the jesus's coming will be so um how would i say will be so like it's you know a twinkle of an eye that before the thoughts can even come to i mean before the thoughts can rest and say oh is it jesus he will already be here so it's not something like oh there will be lightning and then you'll be watching the lightning and there'll be rumbling and everybody and it's go no 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 it says the it will it will be very glaring from the north it says it is like it's in a twinkle of an eye that's how it will happen there's a particular word that they use i'm not a, a metaphor but it's almost that sort of a sense that you see it and it has happened it's not oh i see it 
oh is this a sign no it doesn't come as a as when it's coming it's coming you know what i mean that is a boom he's here you know so anyways um and other times i guess we'll read some of the scriptures that reference that so he talks a lot about the end and i remember when we were young christians many years ago we were living as people who were expecting that good were aware that this age will come to an end honestly i wonder whether modern day christians even realize that this world that we're living in is temporary of course i i know people know that they cannot live forever but i do know that a lot of christians we behave as though we would really like to live forever in this world and i i really wonder about that because i i don't want to live forever in this current world this world where children where <laughs> the kind of atrocities that are committed against human beings i don't want to talk about i mean i don't want to use my mouth to utter those words but the kind of evil that i have seen that i have read in this world the kind of bloodshed the kind of crime the kind of destruction that has been meted out to men by men themselves you know i don't want i don't think this is a place that should exist forever i don't in fact i look forward to the day when god will bring it all to an end and bring about the new heaven and earth the garden of eden experience where everything is new everything is holy everything is righteous people are at peace with one another you know there's no sorrow there's no loss there's no wickedness there's no thefts there's no bloodshed you know there's innocence i i look forward to that in fact a very strong part of my christian hope is the promise of that kind of place i don't want to live forever here i don't not this world as it is no i don't even if it my age will be frozen at the age of maybe 25 and i'll be forever young and everybody so long as there is sorrow and it is possible for people to hurt kill and maim innocent children and people the way i see it happening i no no sorry i'm I, I, it's not because it's not so I look forward to that but I digress the point is Jesus made it very clear that this world that we are living in is coming to an end he also made it clear to us that this world is not our own that we are just passing through Hebrews describes it and says we are strangers and pilgrims why Jesus gave a mandate to his disciples before leaving is because he wanted us he didn't want us he didn't want them and us other believers to be living as though like every other person who is just born on this world and thinks that all they have to do is, you know, aspire to their um, ambitions, grow, you know, have children, have a home, house, land, profession, be famous, get a fortune, and then pass it on to my children. He wanted us to think, to raise our um, visions and personal ambitions higher than, you know, the confines of our own natural life. He wanted us to get in partnership with him for the universal global vision of the redemption of humanity he wanted us to be given towards a higher call he didn't i mean when he was living he didn't say take care of your families he didn't say send your children to school he didn't say make sure that you are the most prominent people in society he didn't say acquire all the wealth of the world he didn't say build the big guest temples and let everybody see it and know that you are really, you know, your God is greater than all. He says, go and make disciples, baptize them, teach them to obey. In other words, 
for me to be teaching, for him to ask me to teach other people to obey. That means he expects that I myself should obey. And then he says, I am with you always. So make sure that you abide in my presence. All of what he said is purely spiritual exercises. He did not give any commandments around things that have to do with this world, this life. You know, even though there are places where he had talked about that before, but what he was trying to say is that whatever it is that you're doing on this earth, let it key into this. Let it be for the purpose. If it's family, let it be family for the purpose of the gospel. If it is work, let it be work for the purpose of the gospel. If it is life, let it be life for the purpose of the gospel. If it's friendship, let it be friendship for the purpose of the gospel. That's that's essentially what he was saying here. That this must be the higher purpose. So Jesus was concerned that we live as though, as people who understood that there was a higher purpose and that everything that is going on in this world is temporary. So I, I, um, I'm sorry, apologies, there's some breaks <laughs> which may not make sense, but I'm sure you flow with me regardless. So I, I, I guess my general reflection is that I think that it is, the, it is in the interest of the devil for him to make us have a sense of complacency about the, the the reality of the end of the age or the end of the world or whatever because now it looks like oh he has delayed for so long it's probably not even going to come in our lifetime who even knows whether this is really saying what it's supposed to be saying or what we thought we were saying but what it has done is it's made us extremely complacent and i don't think it's only that i think it's many things i think the cares of this world i think the deceitfulness of riches particularly and I think the loss of other things entering in, I think those three things have contributed a lot to the kind of complacency and lukewarmness and outright, I don't even know what to call it, that we see in faith circles today. And um, it's very far away from what the Bible prescribes as the way, authentic way of practicing Christianity, scriptural way of practicing Christianity. It's also very different from what we used to practice as Christians. I mean, I thank God that I lived in a time when the practice of the faith was very close to what was written in the Bible. If not, ex- I mean, it was extremely close. It was very close. So right now that God has opened my eyes, I was say open my eyes because for a long time I, I didn't really pay attention to the deviation. But now that I can, I'm in a position to see it more clearly than I used to because and it really wasn't because I'm so holy or whatever, it's just because I I, I had problems <laughs> I fell into a crisis and my inability to handle that crisis made me realize that made me realize the you know, what had happened to me, the erosion of of of, um, of power and faith of faith particularly and um, that then led me on a whole journey of investigation and self-reflection and prayer and all that that and the bible really actually i just went back into the bible really and what i like about my journey of the last two years is that nobody can say oh nobody was involved in it it was me god and the holy spirit we went back into the bible and you know we started looking at what what does what does the bible really say we started reading it and thank god i have also sat under many sermons many times in my life so i was able to remember and recall a lot of things that i had been taught 
as I started reading the Bible over again as though I had never read it before. And, you know, all of a sudden, it's like God was just waiting for me to do that. He just opened so many things up to me. And I started seeing it. And like I said, it's nothing different from what we already know. But it's just that illumination inside of you to say, oh my goodness, this is what the scripture is saying. But what I'm doing is different. I am aware of it in my head, but I do not have a heart knowledge of it. And I'm definitely not doing it. So I think that became more clear to me. That practice of, in fact, I have been on a journey of learning relearning how to practice the faith that's really what this has been on has been about for me so i now realize and the thing is that god you know god gives accountability per person he doesn't you know he doesn't judge based on oh you're from you are jewish or you're from the tribe of israel or the tribe of Issachar. therefore all of you you know he doesn't judge in blocks it's a personal thing so we all have i have you know, I'm going to have to answer to the Lord. The Lord will do a one-on-one assessment, just like we do it for jobs and all that, you know. And then, you know, he then will then decide whether I have been good, I have been faithful, I have been true, I have been authentic, I have been a true worshiper, I have just been deceiving myself. But I do know that I think it's like, it's like when you, you know, every other thing in life, it's like, for instance, I am, I'm working on an educational curriculum and the way, you know, learning when you're a student, the way it works, once the, there's a guidance, you have a curriculum of this is what you're supposed to study, this is what you're supposed to know, by the end of the um, study period, you're expected to be able to do this. No matter the learning that you do outside of the curriculum, if you do not master the skills of the curriculum, you have not mastered it. And it's very likely that if you are tested and you are tried according to that curriculum, you will fail. I will fail. So in the same way, the curriculum that the Lord has put for us is the Bible. It's the Bible. The marking scheme is in the Bible. The curriculum is in the Bible. The study guide, it is in the Bible. The worksheets, they are in the, it's the Bible. It's in the Bible. So no matter how much, whatever it is that I do, that I may say, oh, I look at it as Christian service or whatever. If God is going to use the marking scheme that is in the scriptures, and I guess that's why when, you know, that um, scenario, in, I think it's in Matthew as well, that talks about when, in the judgments when God was doing the last throne judgment and um, some people came and then you know some were saying oh but we did this we did this we did that you know when Jesus said depart from me you know and then they were like no they were contesting the judgment that God Jesus was given and they were like no we did this we had done all you know they said listen all the things that they had done and Jesus said depart from me I never knew you so what it meant is that they were probably really doing something and you notice that these are people who claimed at least they were in a position whereby they felt they were children of God and he said no i never knew you so in other words you are not working according to the curriculum whatever it is you were doing it was not was not according to the word it wasn't acceptable by me he said i never knew you because you know and and, and and for me i think that's the greatest risk that we face as christians now that there is an active practice of you know if the faith in quotes that is not necessarily according to the curriculum. It's not according to scripture. It is something else. And I'm not going to talk too much about that because 
yeah i believe that if if words that i speak are led of god then the holy spirit will fill in the gaps i don't need to start you know whatever because it will be different for everyone and your experience may not be you may not in this faith circle that you're in you may not have the experience that i am speaking to so but if you do and any of this is sounding familiar then the holy spirit will fill in the gaps it's not my role to do to do that because i i frankly i don't even i am not competent to do that so i think i'm going to leave it at that because these are things i know they are reflections we never bring them to a conclusion is the thing <laughs> because we are continually learning but what we are doing through this is that i am committing and we are and you also thank you for being on this journey with me we are all individually committing to learning more about god and learning and desiring and yearning to do the things that are pleasing in his side and we will grow and you know thank god god doesn't expect us to be perfect when we start we won't be perfect i will get some things wrong but what must not be you know tampered with or must remain is the desire to know him for who he is not what we would like him to be or what we think he is or what we believe or what people have told us that he is but we want to know him for who he really is and love him as well so thank you very much for listening god bless you stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen